Welcome to the Well Hello Magic Podcast, hosted by me, Jessica Mickelson. My goal is to teach you how to have a memorable Disney vacation. As a mom of four, military wife, and lifelong Disney goer, I want to share the magic of the parks with you and help you experience that magic at home too. You can find me at Well Hello Magic on all social media platforms. And my main hub is www.wellhellomagic.com, which has everything you need for a successful Disney trip and more. Thank you for listening. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, family. So I have finally caught up on sleep. I feel rested enough. Maybe I wouldn't say well rested, but definitely rested enough to get started with my week again. We head back to Walt Disney World soon. You may be listening to this and we're already back there for our Star Cruiser experience. This was a bonus trip. So um, we didn't plan it, but we just couldn't pass up the discount. And with the Star Cruiser ending and the kids love for Star Wars, we were like, you know what? We're going. We're going to be all in on this one. So we just got back from an amazing 10 days and we were with friends and it was incredible. It was probably one of the most fun Disney trips we've had in a while. And I was thinking to myself, why was this trip so smooth? Why did everything work well? And I was telling my husband, I think the issue is that people come here and They maybe have not done enough research or they think they have everything covered, but they don't know how to troubleshoot Disney. So when we had things happen to us, because we are frequent Disney guests, we knew exactly what we needed to do to fix the issue. So I thought today would be a good time to maybe devote some time and energy to going over how to troubleshoot your Walt Disney World vacation in case something happens. Some of the stuff you may know or just instinctively be like, okay, let's do this instead. But I'm hoping this podcast will help from giving you decision paralysis whenever you're having to make a choice on what your next step is. Hopefully this episode will give you enough information so that when you are at Walt Disney World, you will feel confident and comfortable with taking the next step if something happens or you'll know where to go or at least who to ask. So let's start by talking about getting to Walt Disney World, whether you're flying or driving. Um, Typically, when you drive, there aren't a lot of variables that you can't control. Obviously, we hope that you never get in a car accident or anything like that on your way to Walt Disney World. But if you leave early enough, you typically are going to get to your destination when you plan for it. And again, just like any other kind of trip, I always say don't plan a park day the first day you think you're going to arrive just in case you can't make it. Park reservations will go away on January 9th, 2024. So having a park reservation won't be an issue, but it's more about the disappointment of not getting to do an activity that you may have scheduled or planned. I always say to make that first day a very flexible day. So that way you're not upset. I have had reservations for character meals and with the two hours before cancellation policy, now you can cancel it if you don't think you're going to make it. So again, if you're driving in The biggest thing I would say for that is make sure your car is packed the weekend before you leave. I know it's annoying. You're going to drive around with all that stuff on. You got the turtle shell on top if you're like me, but 
I can't tell you enough how much of a stress reduction it is for me knowing that the car is packed with all of the essentials and all I have to put in really is the cooler, the snack bag and the kids activity backpacks. But when it comes to our clothes and any items that we're going to need down at Walt Disney World, the car is filled. Flying is a little bit more tricky and you also have to kind of decide what is the driving threshold for my family in case this flight is canceled? Unfortunately, flights are just not reliable anymore. Ever since COVID, there has been a pilot shortage, which we knew. But even now in 2023, we are still waiting on airlines to kind of get it together. There's a lot of cancellations. There's a lot of delays. And so when it comes to flying, which we are actually doing this time, I always book the flight for the day before I actually wanted to be there. So if we're going on Star Cruiser on Saturday, I want to be there on Friday. So I booked my flight for Thursday because I want to give enough buffer between when I actually want to be there in case something happens or it gets delayed or canceled and we have to fly out the next day. The other reason I do that is because I am within driving distance. I would say for my family, anywhere that's within 24 hours is within driving distance for us. And that is because we have jobs where we work from home so we can work anywhere and we do work anywhere. You will see us a lot working down at Walt Disney World Resort. But we are willing to drive. And so if that flight gets canceled on Thursday, we know we are basically packing up the car and starting the drive right then. I know that's not feasible for everyone. So that's why I say book your flight for the day before you really want to get there. And even if it's a night flight to get in late at night and you're not really utilizing any of Disney that day, that way you have a little bit of a buffer between when your events or activities actually start, if that is possible. I know it's not always possible for everyone because you have limited time off or you have a window of when you need to get there. But that's why I say don't plan anything huge for the first day that's going to make or break your trip because you don't know what's going to happen when the airlines are in control of your destination. If you are a flexible family and you can talk to the airline about switching you to a different flight or a different airline so that you can still get to Orlando, if it's an issue just specifically with that airline carrier, when it's weather that affects everyone. So you just have to be prepared for that. But troubleshoot your options with the airline that you are flying with. Let them know, like, we will do whatever we need to to get down there. And if there are no options and if driving's not an option, then you will just have to wait it out and hopefully the next day that you can get out. The second thing that I always do with traveling is we always take a carry-on. So we use a carry-on whether we're driving or whether we're flying. And in that carry-on, it has one outfit for every single person in my family. It typically has our swimsuits and then it has our toiletry bags. That way, if our luggage is lost, we all know we have the clothes we're wearing in the clothes that are in the suitcase. We all have our toiletries and then we also have our swimsuits. Typically, that's all we need to have a good vacation anyway. Everything else is just a bonus. So we always take that carry-on on the plane. Now, we have that same thing in the car because when we go into the hotel, when we stop overnight, we take the carry-on and then our technology bag. Our technology bag has all of the tech in it, the chargers, the cords, everything for it. We'll stick the kids' iPads in it. 
And that's what we take into the resort that way in our car, God forbid, but if our car was to be broken into and they took stuff, they're taking stuff that we aren't hundred percent dependent on. And there's really nothing. I mean, if you want to steal my mini ears, go ahead, but there's nothing in there of significance because we took in all the electronics. And then once again, we have our carry on and that will have the change of clothes, our PJs in it, our toiletries in it. And so we can go into the hotel, change into our PJs, and then in the morning, get ready to hop back in the car and start driving. So I always use do that method. I always will have a carry on no matter what, because I just don't want to risk being stuck with nothing. That's also if we have important medications, we will put the medications in the carry on as well. When we had a baby who needed like more supplies, I obviously would have the carry on and the diaper bag with me and have changes of um, clothes in there, extra diapers and that kind of stuff. I still do take pull ups because we're still, um, you know, nine. 95% potty trained, but it's, you know, the nighttime stuff. So I want to make sure that I always have a couple of pull-ups with me as well. And just remember, if you forget anything, you have Amazon that can be delivered to the resorts, Instacart, Target delivery. There's so many things that are down there. Do not stress about forgetting something. You can deliver it to your resort. It never fails. I am always so prepared. And then two days before I'm like, well, I forgot to order this and I am Amazoning it to the resort. Someone joked once because I had a trip that was two weeks from each other, one with my family, one by myself. The lady at the contemporary was like, weren't you just here? And I was like, yep, you know, that's bad. Whatever the people at the business center, remember who you are. So don't worry, don't stress. You have all of those options for you. So all of the things I just told you are things that are not just specific to Disney. This is specific to any vacation that you take. Now, the Amazoning stuff overseas in Europe or even, you know, in Mexico, that may not be <laughs> easily done. But all the tips I just gave you are for any of your vacations. It's not Disney specific. It's just this is a podcast about Disney. So, of course, I'm making it specific to that experience. But those are tips that I use anytime we are traveling anywhere else. The tips that I'm about to start giving you now are all going to be very specific to Disney and how to troubleshoot your Disney vacation. So first, let's talk about one of the worst things that can happen to you on vacation, and that is getting sick. I think that getting sick is probably up there with anything else while you're on vacation. But if you're going to get sick anywhere, Walt Disney World Resort is the place to be. As you know, guest health care services are presented by Advent Health there. They are open from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. They have a phone number listed on the website. In case you need to write it down, it is 407-939-7480. Advent Health is wonderful. We actually use them back in 2021 when my um, daughter was eight months old. She was tugging at her ears. They have a location right on Disney property. And it turns out she had an ear infection. We were able to get antibiotics, save the whole trip. It was the first day of the trip. So I can't imagine what it would have been like to have an eight month old screaming from an ear infection the entire trip. So we had nothing but a positive experience with them. They also do have concierge services. So if you can't get to the location on Walt Disney World property, they can come to you. They have this blue van. It's all decked out with Advent Health and they will come to you and treat you there. They also have video calls. If you go inside of your My Disney Experience app, scroll to the bottom and go under 
profile, you'll see a bar that says health services and you can click on that and that will take you to all of the healthcare services that Advent Health has um, available to you while you're there. So getting sick at Walt Disney World is not the worst thing. You have a lot of options there. Stay with us. We'll be right back. A family of blue people from the bright yellow planet take a fantabulous summer vacation trip all over the universe. Young Haeon gets kidnapped by giant rats, and the whole family almost gets danced to death in outer space, but they still manage to go to intergalactic beaches, county fairs, nightclubs, motels, and they go shopping. On the podcast, I'll read from my middle grade novel version, and I'll play songs from the album. So come here, Space Vacation, the musical. And remember, the universe is like a song. The universe is like a song. There is also first aid centers at all of the parks. You'll find them at the main theme parks, the water parks, Disney Springs. Those are also run by Advent Health. Now we have used those many times because there's always someone falling that a Band-Aid can't handle and we need to go up to the first aid center. If you go into your My Disney Experience app and hit the search button, type in first aid center and it'll show you the location at the park or the area of the resort that you're located and it will show you the closest one. They're great. You'll sign in. They'll treat you and take care of any issues you have. We just actually used them on this last trip. My friend um, hit his elbow on his son's head and it swelled up really bad. So they went and got ice packs and they checked out the bump there to make sure it wasn't more serious. So we love that there is first aid everywhere you go at Walt Disney World. So let's talk about Genie Plus and all the plethora of things that can go wrong with it. So with that 7 a.m. booking, the great thing about Genie Plus is anyone who is calling into Walt Disney World through the helpline, they are only taking you if you need Genie Plus help. A lot of times in the morning, there'll be issues with linking accounts. You may only get half of the group booked. What I tell you to do in the morning Try to check and make sure everyone's linked. When you go to book your Genie Plus selection, make sure you keep going even if you can't select everyone because calling the Genie Plus hotline, heading straight to guest relations when you first get to the park, they will be able to fix any issues from that first booking. We even had it where I was booking a group and my husband was booking a group. I booked Space Mountain because that was what we were supposed to book. He accidentally booked Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger because he saw the space in it. And so that was half of the group. They were able to fix it. So we were all able to get on Space Mountain at the same time. Same thing has happened with a lightning lane. We were trying to book a lightning lane, but for some reason, two of the kids weren't connected. We went ahead and booked it for everyone. When we got to the park, our very first stop was Guest Relations, and they helped us put everyone together. Now, if you can't link everyone in the morning and you have time, this is why I always advise getting up at 6.30 in the morning, going through, making sure everyone's linked, you can call ahead of time and they can try to troubleshoot those issues over the phone and make it so that you're able to book at 7 a.m. But 
Do not walk into the park with nothing booked and say, I couldn't book at 7 a.m. You need to troubleshoot that before you get there. So that means calling the helpline if you need to. The front desk doesn't know a lot is what we realized. I remember when we first were having issues with Jeannie, we would run down to the front desk and unless you had someone who was really proficient in it, they really couldn't help you, which is why they have the phone lines open in the morning if you're having trouble with Genie Plus. The key to getting help from any cast member is always kindness. Always be kind, always tell them the situation, explain to them thoroughly, and they will do their best to help you out. Some things are not able to be changed, but a lot of times, especially in the morning, they can really help you out and make a whole world of difference in your day. The one caveat to this, is when you are in the virtual queue for Tron or you pick a time for Tron. The virtual queue at Guardians is really flexible. You can be late. Tron, you cannot be late. That virtual queue, when you enter it, it's already so long. You will wait anywhere from 30 to 60 minutes once you enter the line. It's not like a typical virtual queue that goes a lot faster than that. Um, Guardians, we've waited anywhere from 25 to 45 minutes. What they found in the beginning of Tron was everyone wanted to ride it at night because it is pretty cool with all the lights. I do like riding Tron at night. But... That was causing a bigger backlog and you had people waiting 90 minutes to two hours to get on this ride when they entered a virtual queue. So if you don't want to wait in any line, I always say by the individual lightning lane. Sometimes I don't want to wait in a line. And so we'll do that. If you are doing the virtual queue, Tron's virtual queue um, wait line is outside. Guardians has a lot of interactive stuff and it's all inside. So that's why I don't mind waiting in that one. So just keep that in mind because they won't be able to really change the Tron times that you pick. So be mindful when you're picking Tron because they're not going to modify that the way that they'll help modify and change everything else. So now you've done all this work. You've booked your Genie Plus Lightning Lane. You get to the park and the ride is closed. (laughs) This happens, especially with Rise of the Resistance a lot. Don't worry, you typically will get a multi-experience pass, which means that you can use that pass on any other ride that has an open lightning lane. The thing about it is once you use that pass, you can't use it again for anything else if it's a regular lightning lane selection. If it's an individual lightning lane, you can only use it on that specific individual lightning lane when it comes back up. If it never goes back up, head to guest services, they'll give you a refund. If you change your mind, you ran out of time and you cannot ride it anymore and it never came back up go to guest services, they'll give you a refund for that ride as well. So make sure you have those filler activities. That's why I always say you have your top three priorities, then your dining experiences and any shows you want to see. Then you have those filler experiences for like the additional rides that you would like to ride, but they just weren't your priority. That way you don't end up with decision paralysis and you just move on to the next thing. That's the key. I don't want you to overschedule your day so that way you're not running from thing to thing, but I also don't want you to under schedule and then be stuck and be like, uh, uh, what do we do next? I don't know what to do because I didn't plan for this ride to go down. So let me give you an example. I'm going to use one of our days that we just had recently at Magic Kingdom. We knew it was going to be a heavy focus on Liberty Square, Frontierland, and Adventureland, but 
the group that we've been with, they had not written Tron yet. So we would add a little bit of Tomorrowland in the mix as well. So in the morning, we booked the individual lightning lane for Tron from nine to 10. And then we went ahead and did Genie Plus for Space Mountain. Space Mountain is not a high demand sellout ride, but to work in our day, we knew, okay, that was going to be the first ride we're going to do because we will be in Tomorrowland already. So we get to the park early. We go and ride Space Mountain first. The reason why we tap into Space Mountain first is because I knew as soon as we tapped in, we could book Big Thunder Mountain and start the rest of our day on that side of the park. And with Tron, we had to do Rider Switch, which will take additional time. So by the time that we would tap into space, ride Tron, it probably would be time for our Genie Plus Lightning Lane uh, for Big Thunder Mountain. Well, once we got off Tron, we realized Big Thunder Mountain was down and it gave us a multi-experience pass. But because the time frame was already passed, we could book our next Genie Plus selection. So we went ahead and we um, booked Jungle Cruise. Big Thunder Mountain was still not up yet. And we knew we didn't want to use the multi-experience pass for something else because we wanted to use it for Big Thunder Mountain. And we knew once we used the multi-experience pass for something else, we wouldn't be able to use it for Big Thunder Mountain when it came back up. So we re-evaluated our plan. We knew we wanted to see Enchanted Tiki Room just because of the nostalgia and it's a classic. We knew it was hot that day, so we wanted to get Dole Whip. Haunted Mansion was also on our list, too, of activities we wanted to do. And Aladdin's Magic Carpets was over there as well. And we wanted to do that. So then we executed the plan of fillers. We decided to go ahead and book Aladdin's Magic Carpet because it just allowed us to go straight in the lightning lane after we were done with Jungle Cruise. Then after that, we booked Haunted Mansion. And then we went and watched um, Enchanted Tiki Room. By the time we got off Haunted Mansion, Big Thunder Mountain was back up and ready to go. And so we went in line and rode Big Thunder Mountain. So that's how we troubleshooted our day waiting for the ride to come back up, but still staying in that area. We had our filler activities that we knew we wanted to do. We knew we would need lunch as well. So we planned to eat at Columbia Harbor House and we still were able to stay in that general area while we waited for the ride to come back up. Sometimes it's a little bit trickier when it is Rise of the Resistance because there's not very much in Galaxy's Edge to do ride-wise, but they do have bounty hunting. You'll find Mando walking around and a bunch of other characters that you can go and see the shows. Go and get some blue or green milk. Blue is my family's favorite because it's sweeter. Green is a little bit citrus, more citrus um, flavored, so we don't like it as much. Um, you can go build a lightsaber at Tatooine Traders. Star Tours usually has a short line. And if it doesn't have a short line, check to see if that Genie Plus is available because a lot of times it'll be available for the time that you're wanting to do it unless it's high crowd season around like Christmas, Thanksgiving time. So make sure you have your list of filler activities Rides do go down, you get a multi-experience pass, but remember that multi-experience pass is only used once. So if you use it for something else and then the ride you want, it comes back up, you're not going to be able to get on that ride. Another big issue that seems to come up a lot in Florida is the rain. A lot of people think Florida is all sunshine, but it is all swamp in Orlando. So you are going to have lots of rain and you will have rain even in January. It won't be as much rain as it is in October or August or September, but there is still rain. So 
I always tell you, you need to prepare for rain and have your rain gear. It does not matter when you go, you need rain gear all year round. If you go from May 15th to October 15th, that is the rainy season. There are hurricanes that hit Florida. And even though it's central Florida, it's still rains almost every single day. If you have your rain gear and everything prepared, you can have a great time at the parks and just keep going, especially parks like Epcot, where most of the rides are indoor anyway. So the rain is not going to affect it. It's just going to affect you going from building to building. But if you have your Crocs and your poncho and your rain cover on your strollers, you're good to go. The other thing I always say with strollers, if you're going in to eat or show where you're not going to have access to your stroller for a while, I always put my rain cover on. I check the AccuWeather forecast and check the radar. There's a couple of different... um, um, weather apps that you can use. But if there looks like there's rain even coming close to Lake Buena Vista, I will put my rain cover on. On this last trip, people looked at me like I was insane. One woman even said out loud, does she think it's going to rain or something? And lo and behold, we go into Skipper Canteen and we are almost done eating. So we've been in there over an hour and what comes down the rain? Whose stroller wasn't soaked? Not mine. And whose kid had, kids had everything they needed? Mine. So check your app before you go in anywhere. Put your rain cover on if you're not going to be close to your stroller for a while. Take your rain gear inside Again, it rains in Florida, especially during the summer months. If you see rain on the radar for every day, don't be upset. There's only been a couple times where the rain has been all day. Most of the time, it's a two-hour rain during the summer, two to three-hour rain. And then when it's not during the rainy season, the rain usually lasts 15 to 20 minutes. It's not anything significant that's going to ruin your trip. And then one last troubleshooting thing I'm going to talk about today is car trouble. Did you know Walt Disney World Resort has a car care center? Many of you are probably like, no, I did not know this. Well, they do have a car care center. Monday through Friday, it's open from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Saturday, 7 a.m. to 4 and Sunday, 8 to 3 p.m. So if you have issues with your car, you can take it there. They have a complimentary shuttle service. So if you have to drop it off and leave it there so they can fix it, you also can access car rentals there. So the car care center is located near Magic Kingdom and you can Google it, just type in Disney Car Care Center, and they will help you fix any issues with your car. We actually had a major issue with our car because our blinker would not turn off interiorly, and we ended up taking it to the Honda in Orlando, but... If we wanted to do it on property, there's actually a car facility there too. Also, my daughter broke my rearview mirror um, the day we were leaving. So I just duct taped that puppy and we (laughs) made the drive back. But there are options there. So that way, if something happens, you don't have to feel overwhelmed because Disney has the service available to you. So I hope today's podcast helps you a little bit in realizing that you can troubleshoot almost anything at Walt Disney World Resort. If you feel stuck, if there's something you have a question about, feel free to call the front desk at your Disney Resort, ask a cast member. They even have things if you lose your teeth at Walt Disney World Resort where Tinkerbell will come and sprinkle some pixie dust in place for the Tooth Fairy. So you ask and you shall probably receive when it comes to Walt Disney World. 
Thank you so much again for joining me for another podcast. I look forward to you joining me every single week. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you get it. Check out all of my socials. Thank you so much and have a magical day. Thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. And if you have a moment, I would love a review. Find me on social media at Well Hello Magic. Until next time, have a magical day.